welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with Manu from Your Social Team, and we discuss everything and all the things about Instagram. Manu founded Your Social Team in 2017 to help brands and entrepreneurs grow their businesses by using Instagram and content marketing. She offers classes, e-courses, corporate training, one-on-one sessions, and even a monthly membership. She's incredible and you guys are going to learn so much from her. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, a few things to note if you didn't notice already is that Brooklyn View Photography is actually changing. I have decided to relaunch as Janae Kirshner Photography. Woohoo! Insert, you know, hands clapping and confetti being thrown. It's been a long time um, in the making. I've wanted to do it for a really long time. So you'll start to notice that slowly things for Brooklyn View will start rolling out as Janae Kirshner. Um, First thing is my Instagram handle. So this is kind of the perfect tie into that. So I'm really excited. Thank you guys for all your support. I love getting all your DMs and messages about how much you love the show. Please keep them coming. So um, if you do like today's show, I would absolutely love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Apple is our most popular. So after the show, you can just go over there, write us a quick five-star review and help new listeners find us. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So be sure to visit us at twithjanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter and our super fun Facebook group. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We've got an incredible guest today. We have Manu on the line. Can you say hello? Hi, everybody. I'm so pumped that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. It's my pleasure. Yeah. So for people who don't follow you or who don't know who you are, let's introduce yourself and tell a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Awesome. So I'm Manu Muraro. Um, I am the founder and most of the team at Your Social Team, which is an Instagram training business. Uh, I do a little more than just Instagram training do a little bit of social training and a little bit of content marketing also. But I train big and small companies. I have a membership. I do corporate training. I do online classes, e-courses, and then in-person classes in my cute pink office downtown Atlanta. That's awesome. Well, that's how I found out about you. It's actually bought a course from the Bundle Co. Oh, and one, cool. Yeah, and one of your courses was in there. Yes, and the Influencer Marketing course. Exactly, yeah, which was great. And oh, then good. my friend, you know, my friend um, Kristen Poisson, who mm-hmm. was 
a friend, a show, a friend to the show. So she had you on your live and I was like, I'm going to reach out to her and see if she wants to do a podcast. So here yeah, we are. <laughs> she was at a, a conference here in Atlanta that I spoke at. Yeah. That's no, we connected. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. She's it's all about books. connections, people. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm so pumped that you're here because Instagram, especially for like wedding photographers and just small business owners is like the bane of their existence, but also is so good. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm thrilled that you're here. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll solve or help out a little bit with the biggest hurdles that people have around it. Yeah, that would be super. Okay. So let's talk about Instagram mm-hmm. and let, in your opinion, you know, how and why should people be using the social media platform? Well, so you should be using Instagram as your website. It's a, a website that people actually visit all the time. You know, um, so as a business, we should be talking about business. I think a lot of people use Instagram and they're afraid of actually promote their business. And they think, no, people are not going to like it if I'm doing promotions. I only have to be like kind of coy about like, oh, look how cool this thing is that I did. But we should be using as promotional tool for sure, just to grow our businesses as well. And that's kind of what I focus on. It just results on actually making you grow your business and grow your revenue using Instagram. But of course, your content needs to be interesting and needs to add value because there are way too many accounts out there. There's like over a billion accounts doing posts today, over half a billion accounts doing stories today. So just doing stuff without much thought is just becomes, you know, more noise. However, like for photographers, this should be your portfolio as well. So... Yeah, I saw you. I know you have thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I um, 100% agree. And I feel like it's, I, I find that with my own content and my own Instagram that I've done like a whole overhaul where it's, it's not just posting like, hey, these shoes are pretty, you know, in the caption. Like you really have to mm-hmm. tell a story, connect with your audience and like promote yourself. But, you know, how, what do you, what are your tips for doing that? Yeah, so my first tip to doing that, especially like, so there's one thing that is really great about Instagram for you guys, especially for photographers. Um, the, the main thing is that you don't need followers because I'm guessing that a lot of your businesses come from word of mouth. Someone shoots with you, loves it, recommends to their friend and their friend's getting married or it's just a family photo shoot or, bit, or even if it's a brand photo shoot. Um, a lot of people, what happens is that when people recommend you, if they say, oh, you know, Janine is awesome, like check out her website, which is blah, 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 dot com. Sorry, maybe tell me your website. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't say blah, 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 dot com. That's okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm changing it. So it's going to be Janae Kirshner. Okay, com. so Janae Kirshner dot com. And then what happens is that that person has this great recommendation from someone they trust or maybe they even love their photos. They need to go sit on their computers and remember what it was, how to pronounce, how to spell your last name to get to that website. And if it's on Instagram, they will check and they will add as they're together on their phones. They'll check so quickly or they can even go to your friend's followers following list and then check yourself. It's so much easier to get those referrals and convert them if you're using Instagram for that than your website for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as for you guys, like a lot of people have a shop page on their websites and people need to drive them to their websites. But for you guys, you can do the wholesale right on Instagram. Like you don't even need to send people to your website. They can email you directly from Instagram. 
Yeah, or DM you. I feel like I get yeah. a lot of a lot of DMs mm-hmm. for information and pricing yeah. and if I'm available. Which by the way, if you set up quick replies with your pricing packages, like that'll save you a ton of time too when you get those DMs. I know. I love quick replies. I'm glad you mentioned those. Yeah. I mean, I don't like a lot of automation. Like my whole thing is organic and growing, you know, but automations in the right places for the right situations, I think are great. So if there are things that you're always typing it up, especially on that case, like someone is like, oh, I'm really interested in working with you. I have a wedding coming up. Then you have that quick reply because it's much better written than if you're writing on the spot. Right. And it takes much less time you know and you have all your packages there and you can you can add something in the beginning hey so and so thanks for reaching out whatever but you can add their names or something to make it feel more natural but that's that's one place where automation does not hurt you at all yeah it actually helps that's a good tip (laughs) i love that yeah a lot i don't think people use quick replies i don't think a lot of people know how to set it up so if you actually go on your dms you can click on any person or start a new dm and then next to your, um, uh, the place where you type your message, there's like a little, I, and it's funny, I'm using my phone right now, so I cannot look, but it's probably like three dots. It's like a little menu where there's more. And one of them is quick replies, which is, I don't remember exactly what the icon is, but I'm thinking it's like a speech bubble or something. Yeah, it might be a little plus sign or something a like plus, that. I think there's a plus sign and then you have quick replies and, and gifts and all that kind of stuff. So you have to choose from one of them. Yeah. Well, if you guys are listening, you should totally set it up yeah. after yeah, the check show. Yeah, check that out. Yes. <laughs> so what was your first business, first year like in business? Like how did you grow your own business? Um, so I started, and actually you asked me that and I was so excited. I just said what I did and we moved on. But you, you asked how I started. I have, um, I'm 42. I have two little daughters. I started late. So I have like a four-year-old and a 10-month-old. Um, I worked in corporate for a long time. I worked at Cartoon Network for 15 years oh, wow. and then doing creative and strategy and marketing. And then I moved to a local startup here in Atlanta that is pretty successful called King of Pops. They do popsicles. And I mainly was the first person doing their marketing. And I just did all their marketing, their social. And I really grew their Instagram a lot to just like organic content engagement. Um, but my daughter was one and I remember saying like, this is way too much. Like that company specifically had events every weekend. They had like 40 events per weekend, day, nights, like, and I didn't need to be in the events, but I was getting calls. I needed to post about it all the time. It was back in the day where you couldn't really schedule all the mm-hmm. posts or anything like that. So it was really intense. And I'm like, I'm have a one year old. I, I want to spend time with them when I'm not working. I can't be working 24-7, you know. So I started actually looking for a a new job, thinking like corporate is better because you leave on the weekends. Like for the most part, you leave at 5, 6 o'clock on a Friday and don't think about it till Monday. That's at least how I had it, which was pretty sweet. Very different than you guys' schedules with weddings. But I think you get to a point in life you have to choose, you know, where your time goes, where is the time to be with family and friends and Um, so for me, it was that I was like, I was looking for jobs and I really did not find the flexibility for where I was in my life. And I just started freelancing and then I just started the business and how I started and I made it grow. But my first year in business, I started around, I started freelancing, but then I actually started a business, like I would say around April in 2017. And that's when I, um, what I did is I actually, 
so and when I left King of Pops, a lot of people were asking to pick my brain and to talk to me about social media. Um, so I said, people really need this. So instead of, I got, it got, you know, I was looking for a job. I needed work. It got, you know, boring pretty quickly to just be meeting people for coffee and lunch to help them for free. <laughs> you know, it got right. old. So I decided since that's what people wanted. And then you go out for a coffee. People have to ask about your life for 15 minutes. Then they get 10 minutes of advice and they pay for your coffee or lunch. And no one wins. Right. So I actually organized one social media workshop for small businesses. And the cool part about it is that I literally reached out by, you know, uh, Facebook message or DM or wh- however I was connected to those people, emails, one-on-one to all the people that I knew that had small businesses that I met at King of Pops or I knew when I was at Turner or other friends that I never worked with just telling them what I was doing and that I was having that workshop. And that says a lot about, you know, we forget sometimes on the one-on-one on emailing people. Um, I don't know if you're a photographer and you do family photography and you do weddings around the time people are, you know, having a baby, maybe you should message them again and you should send them a little gift. Like those things go a long way yeah. to get repeat business. But it was awesome for me because I was forced to tell all of these people about it and, that's when I started getting more clients and more referrals. Um, I sold out that first workshop, which was awesome. I had 25 people. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was awesome because it made me go and talk to people about what I was doing. So that was great. Um, and I also always cultivated a network. So that is super helpful as you change gears or as you want to promote your business. So I definitely recommend people do that as well. And I started using right away influencer marketing to grow because I knew a lot of people from my corporate times. And I knew a lot of people from King of Pops because they do, they actually like provide popsicle catering and it's very like trendy here in Atlanta to get them. So you do business with a whole city. Right. So I knew everybody through them too that I could work with. Um, but they didn't necessarily knew that I was your social team. So I was like, how do I get that word out? So I actually partnered with a local influencer and I said to her, hey, do you want to do an event together? I started doing these workshops, like I would teach for, you would teach for an hour. The workshop would be about, you know, you, you know, you teach, I do a 30 minute talk, you teach for an hour and then we do a Q and A together and you also promote it. And I was paying them right away. I, I did not start saying to people, oh, you want to come and speak for free, you know? Right. Cause it's different than inviting people to a conference where there's a huge audience that they can promote them or speak at a panel or something like that. Like she needed to, first of all, post about it, but also prepare you know, slides and prepare for a talk and come in person and spend time. I'm like, I, I think there's many ways that people just start relationships wrong. Right. Just pay people for their services. So I told them what the budget I had in mind was and what I want them to do. And it was a pretty good budget. And it worked out. And we sold an event with 40 people. Oh, great. Actually, we ended up having 42 because she's like, all these people are messaging me. They still want to buy tickets. I'm like, great. You buy whatever we sell. You know, on top of that, we'll just split 50-50. And she was very happy that she was getting more, getting more than she thought. So, um, and that was a really good way to kind of start getting more eyes on my business. 
I love that. I love mm-hmm. that you use the power of Instagram and the power of influencers to help to help launch your whole business. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, and I feel like people think that influencer marketing is just for consumer products or fashion or things like that, and it's not. You can use it in literally every single business. Oh, that's good. All right. I'm going to ask you some questions about that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so let's talk about the dreaded algorithm that yes. drives everyone nuts and pulls, they want to pull out their hair and throw their phone across the room. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are, yeah, what are your thoughts about it? Well, my thought is that the algorithm is not what's making them pull their hair. It's the how busy the platform is and the fact that people follow way too many accounts and they cannot keep up with their content. So the algorithm just organizes things. The algorithm actually helps everybody. If there was not an algorithm today and it was chronological, none of us will be talking about Instagram on this podcast today mm-hmm. because Instagram would have been irrelevant for a long time because it would just be junk. Right. If we're seeing everything that people just post, you know, on real time, it'll just be things that are thoughtless and things that we don't necessarily care about. Um, Instagram did a research Two, uh, two years ago or three years ago almost like that the algorithm has been established and they realized people are only seeing 30% of the content of the accounts they followed and I'll tell you that three years ago people are following a lot less accounts that they're following today so today it's probably 5% I don't really know what that number would be but it's definitely a lot less than 30% so what Instagram did is they said well if they're going to see 30% they need to see the 30% that would be the ro- most relevant to them so when we go to Netflix, Netflix recommends things based on what you watch, Hulu, Spotify, like everywhere we consume content offers us an algorithm that tells us more of what we like. Right. And that's exactly what Instagram is doing. Um, it helps our businesses because, you know, people that are done business with us before are going to be the most likely to do business with us again. And in your case, sometimes it's a once in a lifetime working together, but people would be recommending you to people. So they're still like your core to keep you in business and they would be the ones seeing you first. Right. So the algorithm actually really helps. People don't know what the algorithm means. They just complain about an algorithm because they heard that three years ago was when engagement was going down and they, and then there's an algorithm and they're like, Oh, now no one sees me because the algorithm hides it. The algorithm does not hide anything. So the algorithm orders things by preference and, based on how people use the platform. So there's not one algorithm for my brand or for your brand. Each person has an algorithm. Right. So we think it's about us and that's how we rank. No, like each person sees us in a different ranking, depending on how much they care, how much they engage with us. And also they may care, but they may be following 2000 accounts because they went on a follow spree to get followers. Right. And then they don't see anything. Exactly. So, so that's not really the algorithm's fault. It's our fault. Uh, but what we talk about is the algorithm. It's just how engagement is down. And the reason for that, it is that because people just follow thousands of accounts and don't see things that are relevant to them. So the algorithm is not really the enemy. The algorithm will play in your favor. However, there's lots of things you need to do to get more engagement. And again, like as photographers, you guys don't need to get a ton of engagement, a ton of followers. You can use that as a portfolio to convert twice as many referrals. Right. But I think it's hard. Like as a photographer, you know, I get, I get really concerned or not concerned. Mm -hmm. I I will say I get like frustrated, frustrated with the likes or people not liking an image. But, you know, I, I have worked through that because 
you know, how do I explain this? So I used to get really yeah. upset because no one would, was liking yeah. or it would be 30 likes when it, it's usually like 100 or 200 mm-hmm. or 300. Mm-hmm. And what I started to do is actually write better captions mm-hmm. and, and tell better stories and share more of myself. And then my mm-hmm. engagement went back yeah, no. up. Yeah, you have so, to change your strategy all exactly. the time. Yeah, I think it's changing your strategy and being aware instead of complaining. Yeah, and I think also it's the time you put into it too. I have a friend who's a great photographer, and she only goes to Instagram maybe once a week, twice a week, and posts stuff there. It's not her soft spot, not somewhere that she has help, but it helps her create, like it helps her get referrals. So again, you don't need to do it all, but if you are doing Instagram in a way that you want the daily post and you want the daily engagement and you want... I. I don't know necessarily if that's helping, like that is helping your business. And I don't know how great the impact is as opposed to just using it as a portfolio piece. Um, so I would just be careful about how much time you're putting into that because sometimes you email 15 people you've done business with in the last year that got married and they may have been pregnant and they need another session or whatever your, or, or refer to you, you to a friend and you can offer them kind of like a referral gift or something like that. I think things like that will convert to you guys a lot better than just daily posts. Right. If you can do both and you enjoy doing it on Instagram, then that's great. But I also think we can't forget the other things like, you know, creating a new email list and other things that are not just Instagram. Because, you know, Instagram is almost to me like it's a better version of your website because it can generate a lot of back and forth as opposed to like you put something out there and it's there. But it's not not all, also not all of your market, like or your marketing. Like if you have a website, you still have to send people there. You still need to send people to your Instagram. Right, right. And also, you can create a more connection and like talk to them and DM and get to know them. Yeah. And like send them there and yeah. You know, I just don't know how often these people because if you're selling something every week. If you guys are doing event photography, if you're doing just family sessions or business shoots, then I think it makes sense. If you're really just focusing on weddings, I'm not sure that just engaging with people every day to convert once is super important. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a a different way of thinking. It's Yeah. It just really depends on what your business goals are. Not to say that you shouldn't be there. You should be there. But... Maybe just plan your post, engage a little bit, and, and you don't need to be like, oh, I need more engagement. I need You don't need all that. Like, even for me as an Instagram trainer, I got my biggest corporate client, um, which is Jamestown, which, you know, is the owner of Chelsea Market there in New York and has a couple of big properties here in Atlanta, too. And I do some training with other of their teams, like in California and things like that remotely. And I got that client when I had 500 followers, and that was it. Wow. I was brand new. They did not know who I was and they found me on Instagram. So even being an Instagram training, they weren't looking at how many followers I had. They were looking at the content I was sharing. Right. I mean, I've had a, I've had a bride to be reach out to me and she went with someone else because they had more Instagram followers. And I was like, wow, if that's what you're judging, the quality of that. And that is bizarre. Yeah. And that is definitely someone that doesn't get it because right. they're like, that that's a vanity thing. They, she probably just wanted a lot of people to see her photo that would be posted once by the photographer. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, I mean, there. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my only guess because otherwise it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So how can we, as wedding photographers mm-hmm. and small business owners, 
stand out in a sea of competition. Yeah, so I think one one of the things you said is great. You're like, you know, are not getting many fo- many likes. People are not caring about my my photos anymore, and I just upped my caption game. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, not only just telling better stories in the captions, and I do think that sometimes photographers really slack on their captions. Yeah, because no, totally. Though. The it's image pretty. should be, and you know, the image should be the most important, but you should come up with something, some f- unique way to, to share the story or share what was happening or something fun that happened in that, or a tip even. Like, you need to find where you add value other than just showing your work. Right. If you want to go to the next level other than just, like, this is my portfolio. Um, so one of the things you said is great. Just work your captions more. Um, Cross-promote. So just put stuff on stories, um, maybe like try to be featured in places, just like what you do normally, try to take over someone else's Instagram account, um, like what you're doing, a podcast, you're making yourself relevant in many ways because you're adding a lot of value to people. Right. So just try to see if that's something you want to do, it's extra time, if that's going to make sense for your business and you enjoy it and you have the means, then you can think of how to add value in a different way. But also, like, events are very important. Um, even, like, sponsor an event. Like, if you are taking event photography, you have an event where a lot of your people are going to be um, there, ask to go photograph it. Because then it, literally everybody is going to get your f- pictures with your handle to credit you. Exactly. And post those photos. So I think there's always a way. I do not like the concept of working for free. But I think there's the working for free and there is also the investing in your business. This is Uh, so funny that you said this because I just did a whole Tea with Janae IGTV about mm -hmm. should you work for free? Mm -hmm. And I had a very love-hate relationship with it. Oh, yeah. It's a hot topic. So I think the the key would be to – and you can tell me, like, what were your thoughts on it at the end. But to me, the key is to say, does this make my business – is this an investment in my business or that's just someone wanting me to work for free? Right. Because I honestly, like, I hate when people say – not in your case, obviously, because we're doing a podcast and that's totally the right <laughs> place to use it, but to say like, oh, I want to pick your brain. Right. And you're like, no, you could pick my brain about how being a mom in business because I don't sell that service, but picking my brain is called consulting and it costs as much of an hour or picking my brain. I have a membership for that for 27 a month, you know, like you can pick my brain about social media all day long if you just pay me $27 a month. <laughs> So, but I love that mentality. It's like, yeah, you're sharing your knowledge over, you know, working 15 years in this industry and knowing, you know, how to help your, your brands and your customers and your clients. Like they have to pay you for that. Of course. And we have to pay everyone. Like it can be, if I had two months instead of 15 years and I still had some value, like you would pay less, but you'd still pay, you know, it's still a job. (laughs) Like I think people just get very confused. I, I actually, this is a funny story yesterday. In my kids' daycare, one of the moms that I really love, and I actually taught at the agency that her husband works, and she's like, oh, I want to I work with you. I, I have an opportunity to work with you. I'm like, oh, great. And she's like, I just tell you a little more. I work in this small firm. So we, we don't have a budget. So we just be like a barter or just wanted to pick your brain. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So first you tell me you want to work with me. <laughs> you know, like I didn't say any of that to, right, to right. her. I just said, oh, yeah, email me because then I'm going to send her all the paid options to work with me, you know? Exactly. But it's like you don't get someone that does exactly the service that you want and just ask them to do it for free. Like if you have a clothing store, I don't ask you to give me a dress for 
you know, just for exposure. Exactly. <laughs> like, so oh, yeah. Exposure I think with, need... the question, with the quotations. Exposure. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I think I honestly think don't use that word. Don't use the word pick your brain when you want some advice from people. Just say, I want an advice. Like, And make your advice be punctual. Don't ask someone like, I don't know, like a, a wedding photographer. Don't ask a wedding photographer to come shoot for you. But maybe you can ask them like, I don't know, to send something of theirs for you to post. Right. And promote them and give that tip or something like that. There's ways that you can still work with people and add value to everybody, but also like just pay people, you know? So I have a question about promoting your services Mm -hmm. as a wedding photographer. Like you mentioned this in the beginning, like don't be afraid to sell yourself or to Mm -hmm. sell your services. Like how, how would we do, how would you recommend doing that as a wedding photographer where you're not slimy or sleazy and you're not too much like a braggy, like, Oh, look at me, look at me. Like how, what would you recommend? So this is business. So the slimy braggy or like calling for attention is a whole different thing. We're talking about in person, like being a person and just being like, Oh, look at me. This is me again. Me. It's very different. When you're a business, you're doing promotions. Like if honestly, I talk to people about this, like when people get, annoyed maybe or something that doesn't really happen but if they did because i'm posting something and i'm teaching people this too and saying like go to the link in my bio and buy the ticket to my class like if people don't like that they might as well not be a follower like mm-hmm. because they're never going to contribute to my business and this is a business it's very different than if i did this as a hobby right like if i'm not telling people to buy go to link in bio buy my class buy my course uh, dm me for corporate training then I just have a hobby. I don't have a business. And then there would, no, there would be no Instagram account because I can't imagine me just doing this for fun. Right. You know, so that's a big difference for a business. I think one thing that you guys can do as photographers is saying, we are now booking October and on. Right. We have one opening in August. So if you're having a quick, a quick planning, like, you know, if you don't have a lot of time planning your wedding, just message us and we can talk about working together. Um. I think like telling people when you're available, what you're booking, what you're offering, because you might not just be a wedding photographer. I think photographers do that a lot. Sometimes it's like you go to their website and it's all wedding, but then they, t- they do other things as well. Right. So if you're doing other things as well, you should post about them and tell people about them. Um, yeah, you should tell people, like put a testimonial there. You can use the f- photos from that shoot. And you could ask maybe like your brides to pick their favorite photo of the shoot. And that's the one that you post and they tell you why that is their favorite. Right. Like you can definitely tell people what it feels like to do business with you. If you ever have pictures where you're holding your bride, like hugging your brides or kind of behind the scenes shooting them and all that kind of stuff, you should show and then say something about the connection you had with them. Um, it's almost like you don't want to go on and on and on in a too long of a caption but you can tell a shorter stories like you're almost you're like writing a blog post but you just tell the most important part of it right and if you have a call to action say that right up front so for example if you're showing some really great pictures that you've t- taken to tell people you're booking now you know you're now booking april or you have an opening in march or you have an opening like in november that just happened if you're posting that, just say that right in the beginning and then say the rest. Because maybe people won't read their whole caption and they're going to miss the most important thing for your business. Yeah, I love that. That's a great tip. Put your call to action first, not last. Yeah, yeah because there's a more button on your caption now. There used to always be. And they were in the fifth pair, like the fifth line, uh, uh, about the fifth line of your caption. 
then Instagram moved it to the second line of your caption. And I can totally tell why they did it. It's because people don't see people's posts. People are mad they don't get engagement. So they're like, let's make this scroll shorter. Right. You know, so they made the captions much shorter and then a more button. And then I think they probably saw a little bit of backlash for that. And they put it on the third line now. <laughs> but still, basically, you have one long sentence and that's it. That's all people see. So make it count and make it people like want to open it as well. So maybe instead of just saying now booking November, you can just say now booking November. And what people do is that they just skip a bunch of lines and then that's all you get before the more button. Right. So I don't even recommend skipping a line right in the beginning. You can separate it with an emoji or something, but then just say, you know, when I first met so-and-so or maybe like um, you want a tip of how to pose for your wedding photos or anything like that that you want to say, just say that also right in the beginning before that more button. Love that. So now so we're talking about tips. Mm-hmm. So this is my favorite part. Yes. So what are three tips or best practices as of today, as of, you know, it always, it's always changing mm-hmm. that you can share with our listeners? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. Okay. So one is if you do want to have that engagement is to engage with people and engage with people like event venues, wedding planners, like just target the people you, you are engaging with because then you have all these people looking and even to establish better relationship too with venues and people that would recommend you, right? So that is definitely a good one because especially if you're not posting every day and you're not there doing a lot of engagement, make sure you're engagement, engaging with the right people. Um, the other thing would be to use other platforms because again, there's over a billion of people posting. When you go to stories, it's already a little over half a million, half a billion. So it's still a lot, but it's half of the people that are doing posts. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to IGTV or you go, you know, to do a live and things like that, there's a lot less people doing it. So when you do an IGTV, like when you do an Instagram live, for example, you are, you jump to the front of that algorithm in stories. Right. And then there's a different kind of icon, like your icon shows differently because it has kind of an outline. And there's not a lot of people doing stories. Plus, people start getting notifications that you are, uh, sorry, not doing stories, doing lives. Then people start getting notifications saying, you know, Janae's live or Manu's live or your social team's live. And that is pretty powerful because you're really cutting, you know, the crowd through the crowds and making yourself visible where there's so much content already. So I think that's one of the main things. If you want to raise engagement and see, be seen and have your message received, then definitely you start using other tools like lives and even IGTV, which is not super popular, but when people go look for your stuff, they have it right there. Right. Another tip that I have is to use your highlights as a menu of your website. So instead of just doing like, oh, you know, uh, Los Angeles, New York, which people usually do, do about packages, shoots, portfolio or something like that. And just people go there to work with you and they're like, oh, here's everything. And you don't have to go scrambling your post, hoping that they'll find that information. We love that. That's a yeah. great tip. And, that's yeah. a, I, and I tell all the businesses too, like make your highlights, your menu of your website, make it very easy for new people to come in. And also, like, when your highlights, another tip would be not to have too much content. Because if people go to your highlights and there's, like, dot, 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 because it's so many stories, 
they never go to the next one. So you really just want like three or four stories in your highlights because people can move to the next ones. So do you think that you should make like a, like a about story? Like you just talk to the camera yeah. and you're just like, Hey, it's me. So happy you're here. You can either do that or depending on your um, preferences or your personality, you could just put a nice picture of you and say, and type it out and say, hi, I'm Janae and I'm a wedding photographer and also a podcast host. <laughs> this is what I do. You know, like you can just have three, four stories telling about you, maybe why you started a business, anything that you find relevant. And maybe you also add there like your biggest accomplishment. You know, maybe you have a wedding that went viral or something and you just can add that right there. So people be like, oh, that's the girl from that. Right, right. I love that thing, you know? Yeah. So just like the three, four things that people need to know about you. And it could be two, honestly. It could just be like, I'm Janae. I work in this area, blah, blah, blah. You can book me via DM, blah, blah, blah. And then the next one is like your packages. Yeah. So you show your packages. Um, if I would, I would put at least a starting price because that's right. a great way to have people. You don't want to talk to someone that has like a fourth of your budget anyways. Right, exactly. Um, so I think it's totally worth it. Saves everybody's times. It feels more professional. Um, so I'll do that as well. And then you can also, and then you can do one that is more fun, but just kind of showing like different kind of stories with different shoots or maybe something fun that happened, outtakes or, or whatever. So you can add something a little more fun there, but also add all the good things people need to know. And you don't need to be adding new things all the time to, to those highlights. Just kind of redo them or re-add once they get old because you don't want people to also get there and it's being like, oh, 53 weeks, you know, <laughs> since this story was done. So every now and then, I would say like at least quarterly, redo even the About Me stories. Yeah, that's great. And I just love change this. it up. Yeah, and then I'll say no more than five highlights. Five, hi five highlights per story. No, uh, five I, highlights Sorry. Per Per profile in, yeah, three to five, like, per story, per, per highlight, per stories highlight. per highlight. Got I know, it. we get all these little terms. Sorry, like, to talk got about confused. it. <laughs> so what is the one so thing, messy. I know, so many things, like stories and live, oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. but you figure it out, you start learning. Yes. So what's the one thing everyone should stop doing right now? Oh, my gosh, tagging, mass tagging people in their photos. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's many things. Um, I can say a few like those loop giveaways when you partner with your 17 best friends and people have to follow all of them. Oh yeah. I hate Don't those. Don't do that. Honestly, like if you're going to do a giveaway, maybe you partner with one person or one stylist or something like that and do like a styled photo shoot for 30 minutes or something like that for people in your area or just something that is more you instead of just kind of mass doing it just to grow followers because that's not going to bring you business and it's just going to piss off the followers that actually care about what you do. Right. And bring in people that just want a prize. So completely discourage you to do those, especially those big ones where too many people are, are following, um, to have to, when people have to follow too many people. And then um, no automation other than, like we said, the quick replies. That's a tool inside Instagram that Instagram created for businesses. Totally fine to use that. But don't do like any bots that will comment automatically to a hashtag that says wedding photographer. It's going to be out of place. Instagram does not approve of those. And if they find your account, they can just delete your account from one day to the next. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to buy followers. That's fraud. Even whether it's that, like, so there's so many things wrong about buying followers. The first one is 
doesn't help your business at all. So even if you spend 20 bucks, it's 20 bucks too much that you spend um, because it's just fake followers that doesn't help your business at all. Then you may say, oh, but I had that bride that wanted to book people with more followers. <laughs> sure. If you book that bride because of that, that's fraud. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's influencers do this all the time and it's fraud. There's no other word around it. And when you buy followers, you're also supporting identity theft. A lot of th I'm from Brazil. I can see from a mile away all the international accounts that are fake, that people just did stealing uh, photos and names from accounts in Latin America or, you know, in India and all those places. It's crazy. I know. I block all those people. I know. And then you see like all these... Uh, influencers or even a wedding photographer or an entrepreneur that has 20,000 followers and then you go through their followers list and they only speak English, they're only in the US, they only do business, maybe even locally. And you see all these international followers in foreign languages and you're like, that's not real. Right. So when you're getting business because of that, you are committing fraud. Right. So I think that's a very serious thing. It's, it, you know, it's not a light thing. So definitely that, anything that seems spammy, um, like when I said, tagging too many people in a photo, doing too many stories, people unfollow people because of that. I actually did a cool post where people just told me what they would, what would make them unfollow an account that they like. And those are some of the things that came up. Oh, really? So what's too many stories? Because I do a lot, sometimes I do a lot of stories. I honestly don't think there's a reason you should have more than like eight a day. Ever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like five, eight a day, ever. Um, you don't want people to just be like, oh, I'm so sick of it. There she is again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want that. So it's okay to, like, one day you don't have anything. You don't need to just be trying to. You can just schedule, put put up one of your old stories that look good, that you put a little time in doing a, an, in an app. Like, I would actually recommend for you guys, go to one of those apps that do little slideshows. Like, IMG Play is one of them that I use that is super easy. Do a cute story format slideshow of really good photos you've taken. And then just keep that on your phone. Do two, three versions of that. Keep that on your phone and then put them up like once a week or something. On a weekend, you're not really feeling like working and doing a lot of Instagram stuff. Put it up. It's just evergreen content that people are going to enjoy. You can write something different in your story. Um, you can say, you know, now booking April or you can say... Um, some of my favorites or anything like that. So just having those things in hand is really helpful. But what is it called again? IGM story? IMG, like image, image oh, play. Okay. IMG image. play. IMG play. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's free. They may have a, a, like a VIP version or something that's paid. I don't know, but um, that's an app I use a lot. Super easy. Cool. You just upload your photo to the size of your canvas. So you can do the size for stories. Um, right. Yeah, just things like that you can have in your... But yeah, I don't need to be doing too many. I think if you're doing one that... Every now and then I'll do that too. I'll be like, oh, I just did a story, like something for nothing or just in the heat of the moment or something. <laughs> and then I look at it, I'm like, this is not adding anything to anyone. And then I just delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like stories has been a game changer. So Oh, yeah. Stories are amazing. Like, yeah. You're asking for more tips. I think using the stickers in stories, the engagement stickers in stories are great. So, like, have people vote for something. Uh, even, like, something silly. It's like you're picking two business cards 
that you're doing a new business card, take a picture, have people vote for which one they like best of the designs. Or just put the designs up, you know, don't even need to take a picture of it. So people love voting and giving their opinions about things in your business. And that's a really good way to get engagement. Oh, I love that. That's good. Okay. So let's do this fun thing. I started doing it. Um, the last podcast is called uh-huh. a, a lightning round. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you about an Instagram feature and you're going to tell me love it, hate it, and what your first start, thoughts are about it. Okay. All right. You game? Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go. Stories. Love it. People should do more lives. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say going live. (laughs) Okay. So going live, amazing. Don't do too much. And when you do it, make sure that you put the captions, what the live is about and tap on that to pin it. So when people come in, they know what you're talking about. Awesome. Yeah. Good tip. Okay. Hashtags. Uh, Don't love them. Not as relevant as they once were. And they can bring you a lot of bots. (laughs) So use them sparingly or not yeah, at all? Well, you can use up to 30 still. That's not going to hurt you. But avoid using the one word super generic ones because that's if you look at each hashtag and say, would this bring me business? So wedding photographer, yes. New York wedding photographer, yes. New York photographer, yes. But like photography, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, smaller ones. Cool. Instagram pods. Uh, bad. Bad. Hate them. Um, actually some big brands that are working with influencers um, put in their contracts that they cannot be in a pod or they don't get paid. So pods are also another form of pretending you have the audience and engagement that you don't have. Very different than knowing people and engaging with each other. I think informal pods happen naturally. You just start like developing like who your people are. But you shouldn't be texting them and saying, hey, I just did this post. Go like, go comment. You can see those comments are fake from a mile away. Uh, yeah. And people can see it's also like always the same exact people. Um, if, if Instagram catches it, they will also they could also like it, it goes against their rules. Their, their code. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely don't do a pod. And it's a waste of time. It's much better to spend the time in. Those are the people, those people in your pod are not going to bring you business. Right. It's much better to talk to the people in your pod and say, let's collaborate instead. Let's do it. Let's go out and just shoot some stuff for fun together. Or let's like do one um, wedding together as each other's second shooter. Or just some collaboration that you can do. Or just a live. Let's go do a live together and we'll talk about this stuff. That is so much better than being on a pod. Love it. Highlights. Awesome. Menu of your website. Yeah. Totally doing this after we get <laughs> so off. So helpful for your yeah, business. I'm going to do it. That's awesome. Well, this has been amazing. I oh, good. cannot thank you enough. So much, so much good content. And I think everyone listening will have to listen twice because good. there's so <laughs> many good things in here. So awesome. let's tell everyone where they can find out more about you, your services, sure. hire you, and yeah. say hello online. Don't pick my brain. No picking the brain. <laughs> No, so actually, um, so you can find me on Instagram as your social team. My website is your social dot team. Uh, but yeah, like Instagram, I'm there all the time. I answer questions. Um, what I do with the ways you can work with me, I have a live quest, uh, a live class on engagement coming up soon. I have some live online classes and then I have in-person classes. If you're in Atlanta, um, I have a couple of e-courses. You've taken my influencer one marketing. Time. I also mm-hmm. have a one on how to set up and grow more like a people that don't really know what they're doing. It's a good course for them. Um, 
And I do this membership, which is $27 a month. And most of it happens inside of a Facebook group where I answer every single question you have. I help you brainstorm. I help you um, implement any other, you know, tools or apps or strategies that we talk about. And I also do one one hour class a month just for the members inside of that group that the members vote on what the theme is. And let me see, there's more advantages on that. Oh, when you're a member, you also get 20% off any other like online class e-course, one-on-one consulting, which I do by the phone or like over the phone and video or in person as well here in Atlanta. That's awesome. So many ways to work with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to list all of this information in the show notes. It'll Thank be on the you. blog post. Appreciate it. Yeah. So everybody can See, work it's with collaborations. You. Like exactly. it makes your brand grow. Exactly. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Renee. This is a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. that's it you guys what an incredible show today thank you Manu for all your amazing tips I have already updated my Instagram since recording this and um, yeah she's incredible such good advice and I know you guys are gonna love her so you can visit her at www.yoursocial.team um, she's also on Instagram at your social team and I'm gonna put all this information in the show notes so you guys can just click on that and there's also links in there to um, view and purchase her online courses which I've already taken and highly recommend I know you guys will love it. So thank you so much for sticking around. I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.